District of Conservation is sponsored by Real Camo Girl, a lifestyle brand for women who love the great outdoors, spanning from hunting, fishing, foraging, archery, shooting sports, and the like. We are proud to have them as a sponsor, and you can learn more about them at www.realcamogirl.com and follow them all across social media to learn more and get involved. Welcome to episode 20 of District of Conservation, everyone. I'm going to keep this episode short and sweet because I am broadcasting from Las Vegas, but I hope everyone had a good week and success at Lobby Day down in Virginia. For those of you who are interested, I saw that there was a lot of positive feedback there, a lot of people interested. I'm not sure who was swayed to change their mind, but there's a lot of optimistic things about the firearms front in Virginia because most of those asinine bills were voted down, thankfully, and they never passed out a committee. So that is some positive news there relating to the General Assembly. But I'm going to use this episode to briefly touch upon what is happening there with respect to firearms bills that are outstanding and also to some actually good hunting legislation coming about. Last week, I had discussed the gun control package that Governor Northam had presented to the General Assembly. I'm very pleased to announce, if you guys didn't know, that most of those bills were soundly defeated with the help of constituents phoning in their members of the House of Delegates, the State Senate, and other similar entities, because a lot of those bills died in committee, which was great. That included the uh, ban on kids under 18 with supposedly having loaded firearms. That was a very sticky bill. It also included uh, voting down on banning the online option for the concealed carry option were someone to apply online. It also included voting down the magazine ban, I believe, of rounds that exceeded 10. Also included the ban, voting down on the ban of private sales Uh, with respect to universal background checks on that. So a lot of good stuff was voted down in both the House of Delegates and the State Senate. However, there are a few outstanding pieces. And Stephen Gutowski at the Free Beacon talks about why uh, this remaining package, remaining bill on the assault weapons ban is concerning. And this bill, the, the House version was, the House version failed to pass out a committee, which is reassuring, but the Senate bill is still awaiting a vote in the Committee for Courts of Justice, which is SB 1748. And what it would do, as Stephen writes, is the bills would make it illegal to possess or transport a so-called assault firearm. It would define assault firearm as any semi-automatic firearm equipped at the time of the offense with a magazine that will hold more than 10 rounds of ammunition, end quote, or one that is quote, designed by the manufacturer to accommodate a silencer or equipped with a folding stock, end quote. And he writes that if this were to be passed, it would affect millions of Virginians who own guns and a majority of gun owners, and a majority of guns, I should say, currently on sale in the state. So hopefully that'll be voted down next week, or I should say this week when it's going to be deliberated. And we can see that not make its appearance there but most of those bills were soundly defeated which is great but the fight is not over so you guys should stay vigilant with respect to the hunting bills that are being deliberated in both the house of delegates and the state senate there are actually some really good bills that are being considered the first being hb 1621 which is trip hunting licenses for virginia residents and what it would do is it would allow virginia residents to purchase a trip hunting license in lieu of the standard local or statewide hunting license 
And I've included show notes on that bill if you are curious to learn more about it. It's an interesting proposition. The next bill that is interesting is HB 2331, which pertains to wildlife corridor action plans and the establishing of a advisory council. So it will direct the Department of Game and Inland Fisheries to create a wildlife corridor action plan that assesses the connections between core habitat areas, lists potential projects to improve such connections, and provide an action plan for the completion of such projects. It would allow, if it were to pass, the department to submit the plan following review to the governor and the General Assembly by next July of 2021 on July 1st of that year and to update the action plan portion every five years thereafter. So it will create a nine-member Wildlife Corridor Advisory Council, the council in which the executive branch of state government to review and make recommendations regarding the plan uh, in in coinciding with Department of Transportation and other entities, and it would require that the board's membership would consist of one non-legislative citizen member appointed by the Speaker of the House of Delegates, one non-legislative citizen member appointed by the Senate Committee on Rules, and three non-legislative citizen members to be appointed by the governor, subject to confirmation by the General Assembly, one who will be a representative of the Virginia Safe Wildlife Corridors Collaborative, the Director of Department, Director of Department, of Conservation and Recreation, the State Forester, and the Commissioner of VDOT, the Transportation Department. So you guys have heard about wildlife corridors. It's something I'm not super familiar with, but it's interesting that a plan like that is arising here in Virginia were it to pass out of those respective committees. So it'll be interesting to see if, if that comes to plan. Probably with respect to the elk that are coming back in Virginia, perhaps white-tailed deer and other wildlife that make such migration so i'm learning more about that subject and i'm going to follow that and see what comes about that there's another bill which is the third bill i will discuss pertaining to creating a separate elk hunting license and this caught my attention because the virginia bear hunters association talked about it and if you guys didn't know we have elk in the state of virginia on some old reclaimed coal fields in Buchanan County, or Buchanan, as locals have told me, near the Kentucky border. So it's about seven and a half hours away from where I'm positioned, where I live in Northern Virginia. The herd now, I believe, is close to 300 strong. Last I had seen, it was about 200, 250, but it's still in the the hundreds, but it's slowly but surely getting to those healthy numbers. And they've sadly been poached just because people are morons and don't understand and and know what's going on or don't respect what's going on in terms of restorative efforts to bring back the elk. However, if you guys didn't know, in Virginia, we have resident deer licenses that, interestingly enough, also cover elk tags. It's weird. It doesn't make sense because the herd is not yet up to healthy levels. However, one bill in the House of Delegates, which would be House Bill 2687, would create a special license for hunting elk, independent of the deer license. And the fee that would be associated with it would be a one-time non-refundable application fee for residents that would vary between $15 to $40 for residents and about $20 to $400 for non-residents. You'd have to buy this on top of your Virginia resident or non-resident hunting license. And if it were to pass, the bill would authorize the board to establish guidelines related to the selection of applicants for eligibility to purchase an elk license. And second point, permitting the transfer of special elk licenses to individuals or life conservation organizations whose mission is to ensure the conservation of Virginia's wildlife resources. 
When would this go into effect, you guys ask? It's uncertain and definitely at the behest of the Department of Game and Inland Fisheries, which will determine when numbers will be healthy for hunting. I don't think we'll see anything immediate within the next year or two, maybe within the next three to five years, maybe five to ten years. I'm not sure. But it is so great that we will be able to do that in the future. And I'm going to check out the elk herd, I believe, in the end of March. So I'll get to see firsthand what is going on there, learn about the future of elk hunting. But for now, it's good just to see them trying to bounce back here in the East Coast, specifically in Virginia. So I wanted to touch briefly upon that and make sure you guys were aware of that, that we have all this cool stuff happening in addition, you know, contrasting to the bad gun legislation that has been going on here in Virginia. That was a brief but straightforward District of Conservation episode for this week. I will return next week with a more succinct, extended discussion about whatever's happening in the news, perhaps a recap of my SHOT Show trip. But I wanted to provide an episode for you guys about what the latest happenings in Virginia, the Mid-Atlantic, and elsewhere uh, as pertaining to hunting, fishing, and shooting sports. But I figured I would focus on Virginia this week since our General Assembly is in full swing. And if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe to us all across different supporting platforms, including iTunes. That's the best way that we can determine our reach and engagement. So subscribe to us there. Provide us a review if you like what you're hearing. Comment, feedback, etc. Share the good word with everyone if you can. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. We have a presence on all three platforms. And if you guys want to hear anything or have me to have someone on the program very soon, I would love to hear your recommendations. Thank you, guys. Have a good week. Stay warm if you're in the Mid-Atlantic. It's cold right now. And I'll talk to you guys next week.